All right, welcome to this episode of The Roboticist. My guest this week is Jason Walker. He is the co-founder and CEO of Waypoint Robotics, a company that aims to bring accessible autonomous robots to people without the enormous learning curve that the current state of the art entails. So welcome, Jason. Yeah, thank you. Glad to be here. Excellent. So I have some questions. Uh, let's start with, um, tell me about the problem that you're trying to address. I give you the very short version, but I'd like to hear the, the greater detail that led you to, hey, we need to build these things. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of things um, and they all kind of converge. So uh, one of them is that only 10% of the companies in the USA, anyway, which is what we have good data for, have adopted automation and robotics. So um, of all the companies that could benefit from it, 90% um, are not doing it. And so, uh, we asked ourselves, why is that? Um, that's, that's one facet of it. And, and we think the problem with robotics has always been the robots uh, up until Vector. Um, and then uh, the, the second thing that um, for us as a team has converged uh, at the same time is you have Industry 4.0 coming along, which is going to abstract uh, people potentially even more from the manufacturing processes um, than industry 3.0 did. And that's something that on a personal level, I've always had a lot of dissonance with. Um, as a roboticist, I, I do robotics because I can't help it. Like I, there's easier ways to make a living, but I've just, I've, you know, it's really in me. Um, and uh, so it's hard for, you know, to, if you take, automation you know to its fullest extent um, in the far far future where everything could be automated then what are the people going to do and so um, I look at that and I say uh, you know as a roboticist what can I do um, you know to to keep people in the loop um, and make robotics work for people uh, instead of displacing people and so that was one of the factors um, and then the other factor is, uh, and it's a little bit related to the other two, um, is just from a technological standpoint, what's, what's really possible? Uh, what things can be done really well with robotics, particularly autonomous mobile robots, which are what we make. Mm -hmm. So bringing all of those things together, um, it, it, it became clear that, um, the reason companies were not adopting mobile robots in particular is that historically the robots have never worked well enough on their own to be able to deploy them without a whole lot of disruption. You have to rebuild the factories or put wires in the floor or put in a local positioning system or uh, change the way you do business. You know, you think about Kiva, as a, a logistics systems uh, for warehouses, um, they were a logistics company who used robots and you had to start from the ground up to build, to rebuild your warehouse if you wanted to install that system. Um, and so it was a huge commitment. And uh, for that reason, their adoption rate was lower than it could have been because you don't want to tear things down and build them back up. Um, 
And we're focused on the manufacturing market, which is a lot more onerous. It's one thing to take down a rack and put it back up again in a different place. It's something else to move 100 CNC machines around in your factory just so that a little robot can figure out how to get through there better. Right. So um, the, the, the quality of, from a technological standpoint of the robots has always been lacking. And because of that, it's taken a whole lot of effort and a whole lot of disruption to adopt them. And you need a roboticist to go with your robot. Um, and in a tight labor market, which we have right now, finding a roboticist is even harder than finding a, uh, you know, whatever person you're trying to augment, you know, the process with. So, mm -hmm. um, so we took all of these things together and we said, okay, well, we want people to be a part of industry 4.0. And we want, we know the robots can't do it all on their own. So let's make a robot that is so easy to use that the people who are doing those jobs now can actually be the ones to take the robot and own it and use it and set it up and reconfigure it. And, and they are the technical operators of the robot. They're not some person who, um, Historically, uh, you know, with robotics, you have um, it's it's been a complicated machine that moves in next to a person, and that person may or may not interact with it, uh, and they probably don't like it very much. Um, and instead of pushing those people aside, we want to go to them and say, you know, here's a you know here's a nail gun instead of a hammer, um, and give them the power, give them the tools they need to be to be powerful, efficient, relevant in industry 4.0, and also give the robots the help that they need to do a better job in whatever particular task they've been given. And so for us, that solves a whole bunch of problems simultaneously. And to make it happen, we had to have an exceptionally good robot from a fundamental technical level, and that allowed us to focus a lot of our attention on the user experience and making it as robust and as easy as possible. And so we've come to a point now where uh, honestly in 15 minutes, anybody can go from a crate on their loading dock to an autonomous mobile robot from Waypoint driving around in their office, their factory, their warehouse, whatever. Um, there's a lot of fake robot videos on the internet um, and uh, ours aren't, you know, it, it really is that easy. Awesome. So, okay. So you mentioned manufacturing. So who's the ideal client for this? Is it a, a little tiny organization? Is it a great big company that just hasn't, you know, doesn't want to tear down the warehouse and rebuild it from scratch or is it everything in between? It's the entire span. So the, um, we focus a lot of our outreach efforts to small to mid-sized manufacturers mm -hmm. because they're the people who could use it the most. And because they are the people who have been underserved the most by automation and because they're the people who are most likely to not be able to tear down their whole process and build it back up. And then the fourth reason is because none of the robots we get compared to can really compete in that space. Mm -hmm. um, it's a harder problem to solve to go into a small manufacturing operation that 
is asynchronous. It's different every day. You know, if you run a machine shop with a thousand machines and uh, a couple hundred employees, um, it's going to be different every day. You're going to make a different part this day than the next day. They're not all lined up. If you're manufacturing cars, everything's planned down to the fraction of a second. And you can have really dumb robotic devices that make a huge impact on production. Um, but if you're the rest of the world, which is almost everybody, you don't have that luxury. You know, you have, uh, you have employees who will leave a box in the aisle sometimes, or, you know, um, it, it, it just doesn't lend itself to that. So we think that's our sweet spot. We think that's our best kind of customer is people who are producing things in a very typical way. You know, I can say things like asynchronous or different every day. Um, that kind of thing, ad hoc, but ad hoc exactly. Um, and that can be a bakery, that can be, uh, you know, a, a machine shop, it can be a wood shop, um, it, can, it can be all kinds of things. Um, the reality is that we, our customers range from one of the biggest aerospace companies in the world to a tier one automotive manufacturer, to a company that is uh, using our robots uh, in an industrial cricket farm to feed and water their crickets. Um, you know, we have uh, animatronics company uh, as a customer. So the way people find to use our robots is vast and they will work great in all those situations. Um, but the hardest one we think is that small to mid-size uh, manufacturer. Um, and we've focused on solving that problems and in doing so have solved many, many other problems um, that make it more universal. Cool. So when people try to implement robotics in their manufacturing facility or their warehouse facility, um, what are some typical mistakes they make that you can warn them away from? Are there things that people do over and over again? You're like, oh, we didn't have to go that way. I think the biggest thing is just trying to do too much too soon. Uh, the, the thought process of implementing or automated or robotic system, it's uh, alluring. Um, you know, you start thinking, well, if I could have a robot do this, then I could also have it do that. And if it could do that, then it could do that. And you get this escalation of commitment and scope. And pretty soon somebody is trying to build a single robot that can do everything without even trying to do the first thing. And so I think as a, the, the broadest generalization would be that, you know, it's trying to get somebody who, um, who understands the idea that, that getting a robot into their factory, getting it set up, getting it running, and then just seeing how the workforce uses it. How do they interact with it? How do they put it to work? Um, and then how can they make best use of it? You know, which tasks are really suited to having the robot drive things around for them? Mm -hmm. um, spending that little bit of time with a pilot program and then making gradual incremental steps, we think is the right approach. Um, and whether the next step is buying four more or the next step is adding a manipulator or a custom interface to one of their conveyor mach or machines or whatever, you know, it's, that's the kind of thing that 
getting people to a take the first step and then take little steps after that is I think a much better approach. Um, and instead what happens is they quickly escalate their expectations and then they're like, okay, I want, you know, a science fiction robot. And if I can't have that, then I don't want anything. So. Got it. All right. Very cool. So if people want to learn more about you, where should they go? Where can they find you online? What things are you doing? Uh, waypointrobotics.com is our web address. Uh, we've got a YouTube channel that if you search for Waypoint Robotics Vector, you can find a really cool video of us unboxing the robot. It's a one minute video, uh, time lapse of the 15 minutes it takes, and you see the screenshots and everything of getting the robot out of the crate, mapping, setting up waypoints, setting up a playlist, and having the thing go. Um, the, uh, let's see, there's always something going on in our Twitter feed or our LinkedIn feed. Um, we've been fortunate to be nominated for a lot of awards, and so that kind of news is there. Try to keep our blog up to date. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for your time, folks. That was Jason Walker, CEO and co-founder of Waypoint Robotics. Thanks again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Best wishes. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of The Roboticist. If you'd like to see more episodes, visit us at www.jaquette.com podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about how machine learning and artificial intelligence can help you create competitive advantage for your organization, visit us at www.jaquette.com AI. Thanks.